0: Good morning, everybody. Today, Be'zal HaShem, will be starting the 13th parak of Yavamas on Daf Kuf Zayn on the top. We have only about two weeks of this stuff. I'm telling you, you're going to miss Yavamas, Andrew. What's the topic of the 13th parak? It's called Beit Shammai. Well, you know you're in for a treat when it's called Beit Shammai. in Beit Shammai, here. It looks like five of them in our Mishnah about the topic of Mi'un. Let's remind ourselves what Mi'un is. When a little girl needs to get married, olden times, Andrew, they had to get married young sometimes. The shidduch had to be sealed young. So, if the father is alive, that's already in the Torah. The Torah says the father has the power to affect the kedushin. I'll take it even one step beyond beyond that, uh, before that, rather. A woman, a grown woman, has to be actively accepting of her kiddushin. Okay. In other words, we don't force kiddushin on a woman. She has to accept it. Okay. The chiddush in the Torah is that her father can accept kiddushin on her behalf. It's really for her own good, Andrew. Her father can accept the kiddushin on her behalf. Now, the problem is, what if she does not have a father? Nebuchadnezzar. So let's say she still has a mother, or she has brothers, So the Rabbanon said that they too can accept kiddushin on her behalf, but because that's not mentioned in the Torah, that does not have the Torah, the orisa power that a father accepting would have. So what ends up happening as follows. If she accepted any woman who is a grown woman who accepts kiddushin, if she wants to dissolve that marriage, she has to get a get. Similarly, a little girl whose father accepted kiddushin on her behalf, she would need a get to dissolve that Kiddushan. That's a real... Kiddushin. However, a little girl who was married, Durbanan, she could just do something called miun, which basically means refusal. And just like the kiddushin is darabunan, what's the consequence? That all she needs to do is refuse. She doesn't need to get. She walks away. Walks away from the marriage. And she no longer has to answer to anybody. She's free to, to marry anybody else. So wait a second did was there did they live as husband and wife with this with this little girl so we're going to see that we're, that's going to come up in the mishnah but we already did see actually an idea that if that were to happen if a man were to accept this Derban and kedushan let's say from the girl's mother and live with her as husband and wife and then she did me and subsequent to that mind you she can only do the me and while she's a katana but Right. If she's, if she's a Gadol and continues to live with him, so then at that point she will ha- she would need to get. But let's assume she stays a little girl for the, through duration of this Mishnah. She does meun, then whatever happened before would have been, would be considered to be elaznos. Okay. Now let's, let's do the Mishnah and see some of the, uh, some of the other implications of this. So, Bechama Omerim, el Elarusos. So right away, Bechama is saying something that makes sense to us, which is that that you can only do Meun when you're in Arusa, right? As we know, there's two stages of Kiddushin. First, there's erusin, or what we call Kiddushin, which is like the engagement, which is really the betrothal, which is really where you set her aside, right? You now have, all right, in other words, normal, normally when you have Kiddushin, you already would need to get, right? You've already uh, established a connection, but you have not lived together yet. That stage is called nisuin. So that's where Basilah disagrees. So Basilah, I mean, Arusos Unesuos, that's the Kiddush of Beis that That's the point of contention with Beit Shammah. Beis Hillel would hold that even after doing the Nisuin, Chuppah, Nasi Gross, Jeffrey Wretches, Beis Elka, Ataras Elka, everybody is having, or I, I was in um, Beth Phila for the first time in 30 years the other day. Beth Phila. every They're having an actual wedding ceremony and they're living together as husband and wife and still she could do me afterwards. Okay? We're going to spend all of Ahmed Aleph talking about four different reasons why this, for what this uh, machlokis is about. Between Becham and this first machlokis, about whether you could do Mi'un after Nisuin. Okay, that is first disagreement. Second, Becham Shammu bival, as opposed to the Yavam. and Shammu Yomim uve'yavam. This is interesting. Rashi explains avali Nabo. right so what's the scenario a uh, little girl gets married off to a dude who and and she stays with him she doesn't refuse him then then he dies and she falls to yibum. says rashi yotes bimiun el tamti so that's that's the shita bechama we can understand that and we could even say it outside before we read it in the Gamara, because it makes sense. What happens here is like this. When a woman is sold off by her mom, uh, when I should say a little girl, when a little girl is sold off by her mom, that Zika, that connection is Darabondin, as we've discussed. However, it's like a backdoor into a Daraisa connection because if she never did do Miyun, and then that, right, husband of her childhood dies while she's still a child and she had not yet left him through Miyun, so then... The connection to the Yavam is a Daraisa connection, right? So even though the initial connection to her first husband of her childhood was only Darbanan and could be dissolved with a meun, right? She happened to have then subsequently, when he died, fought, fought to Yibum. Yibum isn't a Darbanan thing. Yibum is a Daraisa connection that the Torah suggests. Now, we'll see. Why would Hillel even argue on that? So you could say, well, it all depends, right? How do you look at it? Do you look at the... Um, if you look at the brother that's coming to do yivam? we are, after all, look, learning Yevamas. If you look at the brother as really just a substitute, so to speak, a fill-in for the original husband, so maybe he does plug into a Dorabonan situation. But that would be... You could see how that would be a point of contention. Okay. That's the second disagreement. Because mean and Uvi Yivam that even when, right, her husband when she's a child dies and the oven comes in, that could be dissolved with Miyun as well. Wow, Okay. B'chamay Omrim, third argument. B'fanav, U'v'esil Omrim b'fanav v'shiloh befanov. Okay, interesting. The B'chamay okay. says that when you do meun, the little girl can only do it with the husband present. And Basil says you could even do it with the husband not present. It's gotta be pretty awkward to do it with the husband present. She's a little girl, she's probably intimidated. Um, Okay. Bechamai Omer bebezdin. Bechamai says it only has to happen in bezin. Bezil Omer bebezdin, bechalob She doesn't have to be intimidated by being in front of the husband. She doesn't have to be intimidated by being in bezin. She's in the living room. She says, I want out. Off she goes. That's basil Shita. Finally, so that was four machloksin. This one, Rabbi Leibowitz, a great Tafiami master, says, sounds like a fifth machlokis, even though it's a little different structure. You never really see the structure. But it's an interesting way of saying it. Amr lehem of bechamai. Now, Basil, it's usually structured the way the first four are, where you first say Beit chamai. We know uh, historically Basil heard out Beit chamai first. You, you, must, you, you mentioned this in the Kosher Money podcast, Andrew, uh, where you were featured, and um, Sri Holland listened to it, and he said he thought it was great stuff. Did I tell you that? Yeah. I was like, of course, it's Andrew. Um, what did you say in the Kosher Money podcast? You listen first. You have to be a good listener. You know, and that's very important. If you don't listen, then you can't be impact, impactful. So that's what Hill used to do. They used to listen to Beit Shammai first, then by definition, Andrew, when they're giving their argument, their argument is taking into account all the points that Beit Shammai made. That's going to make for a stronger argument. Anyway, but here it's the different construct. arba Amazing thing, this dialogue. You got this little girl, and she's picky, Andrew. She may be nine, but she knows what she wants. Her father, not her father, her, it can't be. By definition, it's her mother, let's say, or her brother. They're trying to marry her off to different dudes. And each one, she's like, I don't think so. Nope, I'm out. Nope, no thank you. Okay, nice try, no. Nope. Even four or five times, she could keep just um, rejecting these dudes. So that's basil's a shita. So Armand Bechame, said, said back to them aim benoshi straw right Which is to say uh, rashi says a major chiddushim filumina erisson lotimain right in other words even within your shita forget about base hillel holds that even from an Isuin, they can they can do meun even bechmai from their shita that says you could only do meun with an erisson even when they, even within their own shita no, even Erison, multiple Erisons is a bad look. What are you saying? These, these girls are hefker? Every time you send, the, you, you marry them off, they're gonna, they're just gonna reject it. Like as if we're, uh, you know, she's going through boyfriends and she doesn't want to go steady. I mean, what is happening here? So, says, uh, so rather, what should she do? In other words, you could do mean, You could reject this guy. But you're gonna be, you're gonna be, uh, waiting. You're gonna be in timeout until you grow up, and then you will do your, uh, mine between us, and then you can do your Mion. In other words, we're not gonna say you have to grow up and then do chalitza then. We're just gonna, or, or whatever, you can do garishin, not chalitza, because it's not even, but you we're not gonna say that you have to, uh, grow up and do Gershon then. We're just gonna say, yeah, you could still do Meun, because that initial connection was only a Darabatan connection, but we're gonna make you do Mion as an adult, and we're gonna make you do Mion once. And then once you've done meun, and once you're a gadola, so then you're never gonna be, have an issue of meun again, because once you're a gadola, any marriage you're gonna have will be with your consent, and would require a garrison to dissolve, right? So, so that's Beit Shamai's Shita, that Benazistral, Benazistral have to, they could do meun, but they can only do meun once. Then they wait, and then they're gonna do meun when they're older, and then they can get married to whoever they want. So now, we're gonna go back to the Gemara, and we're going to discuss this first machlokas. Why would you, yes or no, be allowed to do meun after you've done not just harrison but nisuin? Let's see. Amriyud, Amr Shemuel, says the Gemara, my time of the Beit Shammai. Why would Beit Shammai say, really what he's saying is, what's the, the kudas of machlokas, as we say? Why would Beit Shammai say that you cannot do meun after nisuin? So, ain't naib and nisuin. It's an interesting... Um Question of eight to nine any soon? I'm gonna co- I'm gonna copy and paste a concept that Rabbi Leibowitz, a great dafyomi master, mentioned brilliantly from a basic stroll. You could go open up a basic stroll, look at it. It has a hakira as to how miyun works, how it dissolves a marriage. And I'm gonna borrow one side of the hakira and I'm gonna apply it to this whole page. Just letting you know ahead of time, Andrew, so you don't think that I'm messing around. Because um, I think it's the most Balabatish which Rabbi. Gross says is another way the Rav used to say that he was Balabatish. I think it's a, it's a really it gives a good descriptive insight of what Miyun is happening as follows. I'll, I'll say it outside first because this, uh, this will apply to everything we we're going to say uh, for the next few lines. The idea of Miyun is yeah, we, you're married. The Darabhanas say you're married. But you, we're married on the condition that we, we want okay, why do we allow you to be married? The Torah doesn't allow this sanction this marriage, but we're doing it for the girl's own good. We're doing it for the girl's own good on the condition that that's what she wants. Like a nigh,? Okay? On the condition that that's what she wants. If it turns out that she doesn't want it, so then it's like we never did it in the first place. Okay. That sounded more simple than it is, but, but that, let's assume that that's the mechanism. So that mechanism applies to Erison, but not to Nisuin, in other words, Nisuin, you can't put that toothpaste back in the tube. Once you've lived together, right, so then that's not a conditional thing. That's not supposed to be a conditional thing. So that's what Beit Shammai says, and that makes a lot of sense, right? Once you've done Nisuin, you can't reverse that. So if you're going to say that a woman that's already in Nisuin, people are going to think that Nisuin maybe is a conditional thing. Okay? So what do you mean? Yeah, they're, they're going to say that, that maybe anytime you have Nisuin, you, you can you could have a Tanai. Mind you, in the world of adult women, right, Kidushin and we'll, we're learning Seder Nashim, so we'll get to, uh, you know, Masekh's Kiddushin. Can you make a Kiddushin Al-Tanai? The answer is all day, right? That Kiddushin Al-Tanai will be learning every Tanai under the sun, so, al Altsnai is like, we're gonna establish this connection, if you will, right, based, uh, uh conditionally, right? If you fulfill certain conditions, we're gonna, we're gonna establish this Shidduch, and then after that, oh, but Nisuin, you can never do Altsnai. In other words, if you did Nisuin Altsnai, it wouldn't work. You can't do Nisun al So, but if you said that you could do, Bechamai is saying, if you thought that, that a Kedushin of a Ketana, followed by a Nisuin, could be undone with Mi'un, since Mi'un has this mechanism of T'nai embedded in it, as we've described, you're going to think that every Nisuin can be done Al-T'nai, and it's just not a conditional thing, Nisuin. Whether it's for a Gedola, or it's a Katana, you do not do Nisuin Al-T'nai. And that's why Mi'un, which is a form of T'nai, is not applicable to Nisuin, it's only applicable to the Kid when you've done the Aresin, or as we call it, Kiddushin. Fine. But that's the shita's Beit Shammai. So the Gemara says, however, of what would you say in a case? So I just, the whole problem as Beit Shammai described it is to if you're going to end up comparing the Kiddushan of a Kitana to the Kiddushan of a gadola. But what would you say in a case where you were a gadola and you had no no lo Nivola, right? You didn't live together. All you did was you made the wedding at Bethphila but you didn't have any beer or anything like that. Would you say there that that you can't go back? But in other words, would you say that that's problematic for Nicholas of the What they're trying to do is they're trying to explain that it's not really true that every part of Chuppah and Nisuin is problematic. In other words, maybe this kiddushin of a katana by her mother is more similar to a Chuppah without, uh, without Bia. In other words, the mother marries her off and says, you know, this is just a kiddush. Uh, this is a kiddushin, and there's going to be a chuppah. But uh, we're not going to go further than that. And maybe that's the case. Would you say that there, there's no t'nai? So the gemara says, yeah, I would say that there, there's no t'nai. The fisher ain't t'nai by chuppah, right? The idea is that that even if it's just chuppah with no bia, we're still saying that there's no t'nai. A chuppah, a wedding, is not a conditional thing. Okay. So then the gemara says, okay, well, what about this further case? Masar ha'avle shluchayabal. Let's say a case where the father's still alive. Right, and this is not literally. Rashi is explaining that obviously that's not going to be applicable to our case because by definition we're talking about when the father is dead and the mother and the brothers are doing it. But in Ksuba's, let's say, uh, when you have an esuin, when when a father uh, effectuates an esuin through a shluche habal, right? If he did that with ma'ikol meimar, would you say that 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 if it's parallel to that case, that that also can be conditional? So the Gemara says, "Yes, low plug or In other words, even in a case where it's going, the mechanism is through shluch e'abal. So now it's shluch There is no best filler. There is no wedding ceremony. There is no chuppah. There is no nisuin. It's just uh, as you'll see in the Gemara in Ksubis, God willing, which we're learning next, Bezat Hashem, you can affect nisuin with shluchim. Fine. Once you take that as a into consideration, you say maybe it's parallel to that. So you say, no, that's a low plug. That's a far out case, and it's and really we can't. We're not going to start splitting that atom. We're just going to say that, no, that anytime you have nisuin, it has that flavor of no baxis, no conditions. And therefore, we're going to say that nisuin by a katana should have the same halachas. And that's why Beit holds that there is no mi'un that's going to be allowed by nisuin because yeah, okay, you're right. If we had a case of Shluch E'abal, maybe we'd be able to do it conditionally, but that's not the point. The problem is that the more prevalent cases of and Nisuin would be compromised because people would think that you could have Baxi's on a Nisuin, and we're not allowing that. So that's what Beis Shammai's opinion is. Whoever says the of why do they not have this concern? Why do they think that even after Nisuin, you could put a Miyun? Doesn't that reflect poorly on this idea of of t'nai in nisu'in, isn't that inconsistent what we say by a Gedola with regards to nisu'in? So it says be'shilel. Yeah, it's inconsistent, but it's two different cases. In other words, everybody knows. Yeah, okay, by nisu'in by a mature woman, of course there's no backsies. That's what chuppah and nisu'in is all about. If you want to get out of it, you need to get. That's not. There's no such thing as conditional nisu'in. But guess what? This is a little girl. Everybody understands that this is a different case. That this wasn't really something that was meant to be lasting until she's older, right? And therefore, people are not going to make that mistake of confusing the case of the little girl that was sold off out of desperation by her mother or her brothers with the case of the Godola. okay? That's the, uh, and therefore, even after Nisuin, she could still back out of it. It's just a little girl. Let her do what she wants. And that's basically, she Shita. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. that was Rabbi Huda Umar Shmuel's perception of what the mechlok is about whether you could do me um, and by Nisuin is. That's just the first of four shitas. Here's shita number two. That's probably what I would have said. After Nisuin comes Bia, by the way. And once you have that, well, you shouldn't really be undoing that anymore. Said, and... A person doesn't want to. By the way, this husband doesn't want it doesn't want it any more than than anybody than anybody else does. So once you once you've gotten you should there shouldn't be no backsies. However, again, we're, just like we said before, the gemara says What are you going to say if the guy all he did was a chupa? He, he, but he's not he's not uh, following through until she gets older. He's not going to live with her. So we're going to say lo the di isuro. This is already. Let's don't get me don't get me started with the lambdas here. But chupa di nisuah, chupa blah blah blah. It's not for now. But the point is, even chuppa, Why would he do a chupa if he can't uh, live with her? He was going to make a wedding, and people don't really want to do that. And therefore, after nisuin, we're not going to go back. We're not going to want to uh, do the miyun. Okay, and then we're just going to go to that next step. Masaravlish Abal. We know that that can affect Nisun in a Gedolah, Michael Lameimar. What are you going to say? So, okay, well, low plug abundance of the Gemara. Of course, that's an outlier case. We're talking about regular, more prevalent cases of Chopa nisuin. In those cases, the person's not going to want to do that. And, and then, if they would, in other words, like this, <laughs> let's, let's, let's follow through, right? I'll walk you through it. The mother, out uh, of desperation, um, wants to marry off her little girl, okay? So so uh, Brent, that's the name of the husband that she's marrying her off to. So Brent marries uh, her, takes her in, and if he knew that she could do miyun after chuppah venisuin, he would be reluctant to do so. That's the point, you see what I'm saying? Because uh, why would he do so if he knows that all she needs to do is wake up on the wrong side of bed one day, and she's going to say I'm not I'm not down As the as the kids say Right She's going to say I'm not interested And then she can walk away He will be reluctant Therefore to do Chupa Nisuin And you don't want him To be reluctant to do that Because after all You want her to be able To be married off Right The whole purpose Of why we're doing this Is to help the little girl So the Beit Makes a lot of sense So, so okay So why would Baisal Still say that she could do Miyun Says the Gemara Baisal okay, Keva Lo Nus in other words, yeah, the guy doesn't want... See, the last thing the, the guy wants to do is to have chup of a kiddush and then chup of a nisuin and then for her to do meun and then he looks like a, like a lowlife, right? He did bi'ilaz uh, nus. Okay? So that may be technically true, but we've already seen this, that, yeah, you might say bi'ilaz nus, but guess what? The rabbis... We're the ones behind all of this. They're the ones that allow this condition in the first place. So we're not going to call him a low life. We're going to call him somebody who listened to the rabbis, and therefore he doesn't have to have that concern. Fine. That's the second. Now, Rapapa has a third opinion as to why Beit Shammai holds that you cannot do it. Me and Eftanisun Baisel says yes. Time to Beit Shammai Shum Financial reasons, Andrew. Uh, kosher money. What's going on here? well he thinks that if she will reject him right um he, he's going to regret right he's going to that that she's going to regret and he's going to eat her Paris. what's going on here like this and really both of them are doing it for financial considerations time bachamishin pay rate tam bachil sil pay rate that the whole thing has to do with whether uh you're going to eat the Paris. what Paris are we talking about as follows you know that there's nixe on and so forget about Nixay Tzon Barzel. Because Nixay Tzon Barzel, she just like gives him uh, a fixed amount, and she gets back that fixed amount, and everything else he invests, and really those proceeds are his. That's not what we're worried about. The Nixay Malug, as we've said, those are really hers, and he just like invests them while they're married, and he could also eat up the investment while he's married, right? So she can give him like whatever hundred thousand dollars seed money, right? He can. Put it and invest it wisely, such that by the end of the marriage it's ten million dollars, or you could just spend the whole thing in Vegas within Shef- during shavuot. You know what I mean? And that's and and she she will lose that if that happens. So what's going on here? So time of the beisil mishpamer time of the shavuot mishpamer time of the hilbish mishpamer. So let's explain time of the shavuot the ames nesuah to ma'in right? Because if you say that after soon she could still demein shamet ve'achelum inay well. If he knows, so Bechama is protecting uh, her investment, because if he knows that after Nisuin, she could still totally reject him, then guess what? He's gonna take that money and go bet it on Pimlico. He's gonna use up all the money, because after all, if, if at a drop of a hat she disappears, well, he's gonna use the money at hand, right? He's not gonna to bother to invest it. That's Beit opinion. The self, self will make a kaima, right? Because he's going to think that at the end of the day she's going to leave. Well, so long as she's here, I got the money in hand. I am going to use it. But okay, so that's shitus Beshama. Be'sil al adara. Be'sil says on the contrary, came the amar toma'in ashbruchim mashbechlo. Sover de ilo Aitila a Mapki ma'apki Yeah, be'sil says the opposite that that again she can do miun after nisuin, and that guess what will motivate this husband, to invest wisely and to be fiscally responsible with her, why? Because he knows that if he just, right, uh, becomes a spendthrift, no, not spendthrift, uh, spends it like a drunken sailor, right, that the family is going to look at him like a loser and they're going to say, you know what? Do me. In other words, the exact opposite, that we want her to be able to get out of it in order to incentivize the husband to show fiscal responsibility. If he looks like a loser with money, she's going to get out. So that's a cautionary tale for the husband. You better act responsibly with these nich malug. So two very different approaches financially as to whether the miyun is an incentive to the husband, as the Beishelel says, or whether it's a disincentive, as chami says. Wow. Fourth and final explanation, Rava. Rav always gets the last word here. Rav Amar, Yeah, just a uh, financial consideration, but even more local. Not like global economics. Just like, do you really want to make a wedding? If you know that she could just get out of it with a drop of a hat, if she is in a bad mood one day and, and doesn't like you anymore. So we want him to make this wedding, right? We want her to not feel like an orphan child taken into an orphanage by this weird old dude. So, we want it to be real. So, Beishameh says, if she, he's not gonna do it. He's not gonna make it real. He's not gonna t- take her to Bethphila for the wedding. If he, good morning. He's not gonna take her to Bethphila if he has a, um, if he knows that, that she could just dissolve the mean. So, Beisila, however, say issues. Beisila says, no, that in fact, he's okay with it. Uh, he's gonna make the wedding anyway, because they both would rather people understood that this was a wedding right, Brent isn't interested any more than she is in people wondering in shul why he's living with a little girl, right? So he's going to be more, um, he's going to be just as motivated as anybody else to make it, to, to have it known that this is in the context of chuppah venisuhin. Good. Five lines up, two dots, five lines up from the bottom of Kufzayin Amidalev. We're talking about the Mitzvah of Mi'un and now we're gonna talk about the second Machlokas between Beit Shama and Bishilo in our Mishnah. Barry had no interest in the first Machlokas, but now he's all in on the second Machlokas. So what was the second Machlokas? Beit Shama on Bival, what's going on, right? That uh, fascinating lambdas. See, this first part was, was, was uh, whether you could do Mi'un after Nisuin or only after the Beit The second Machlokas is a fascinating idea. We know that on a Baal you could do meun because this is a derabanan Kiddushin that the mother or the brother set in motion. So that can be dissolved with Myun. That's That was doesn't appear in the Torah and that's only something that Darabunan allowed, a construct of Darabunan. The and therefore part of that construct is that it can be dissolved with Meun and you don't require get. But what if before the little girl got a chance to do meun this derabanan husband of hers died. Now she's got a yavam, because that's the concept of the Torah. Can that too be dissolved with miyun or not? So base right. So machlokas <laughs> beisham beishilal, say that yeah, that too could be dissolved with miyun. Uh, so what's the reasoning? Right? So Rabbi Yoshebim Right. So said that with regards to the idea of beishilal, she can ref- that he modifies it. And changes it completely. He said, Yeah, she can refuse his mimer. In other words, you have a bunch of brothers, and one brother does, does mimer. She says, No, I don't want your mimer. Get out of here. You're a mimer. <laughs> but once it's a Zika, she can't refuse a Zika. In other words, she's not going to need, she's going to need Chalitza to get out of the actual, as Rashi explains, she's going to need Chalitza to get out of the actual Zika Yavam. So he really takes the teeth out of Basilo. Meaning, yeah, she needs to get out of this. She can only get out of this even though the original marriage, again, was Durbanon. This Yavam, to, re, to get rid of the Zika, is going to need an actual daraisa chalitza. It's only the Maimer, where one of the brothers claims her, so to speak, that she can get rid of with Miyun. Fascinating. What's his reasoning? Maimer, Zika debalkar, halom Yeah, because Maimer and Zika are different. Maimer, right... Is something that requires her consent. Meimers like kiddushin. So again, the kiddushin originally was darabanan because she was a little girl, and then there's like six brothers, and they're all potential Yavamim. And one of them says, "I'll marry you, little sprinza," and she says, "Yeah, no, you, no, you won't. I'm not interested." That that's a kiddushin that requires her consent, and therefore she can she can overpower that darabanan kiddushin with a darabanan lack of consent if she wants to. But zika. Zika falls on you, Midoraisa, whether you like it or not. And therefore, that does not, we, we don't uh, ask for your permission for that Zika to fall. That's just something that happens to you, Midoraisa, and therefore that would require a real chalitza. So that's Revoshia. Whatever, Rebiad Bal Korcha. Ah, but what about Biad, that's Bal Umatsya Akra. And we know Rashi says, Shalote get leviyaso. The Bal. In other words, right? Basila is saying, like, how could you say this, Rebosia? Because after all, she could do Mium in the in, in the yavam. Let, let's say the original Baal, right? We already said that Basila holds that after Nisun, you could still do meum So if you could do miyun after Nisun, and assume, presumably they already lived together, right? And we already said, the bee are behind before that. You'll call it Belos Call it what you want. It's not really Belos Nus, as we already said, Barry, because it's a sanctioned Belos The rabbis allowed all this. But still, it's... Undone, even after she lived with the Baal. So, we see that the fact that it's against her will, so to speak, meaning the effect of a bia, not that she was, that the bia was against her will, but the point is the effect of the bia is something that she cannot control, right? Already, that's been done. You can't put that toothpaste back in the tube, as we say. So, and still we allow meun. So, that should be the same as the yibum, that even though the zika was, the halachic effect of a zika is, the same in terms of its impact as the alachic effect of a bia. It's something that happened, that's already done, and she can't undo that. But she can still do miun with the bia, so therefore she should still be able to do bia uh, miyun rather with the zika. So that's why he rejects it. Ella, he says like this: Bio who de kaovid akra. Yeah, she could be oiker this miun according to Beis with. Uh, even if there was already Nisuin, so to speak. However, Zika, there but, but here's the distinction. Because that's true in a case of, right, a Baal, where there's a husband. However, in the case of a Yobam, it's different. Because in a case of a Baal, right, that's something that was an the intentional mutually consenting. However, Zika, there But maybe you would say that you can't uproot the Zika. Because that was not something that was consensual between her and the Baal. That was something that the Torah imposed. And that's the reason why you can't undo it with Mian. Oh. So that might be. However, Raboshia is, so that's still within Raboshia, and Raboshia, that's the Gemara, like, teasing out why Raboshia would say, right, this idea that you can only undo, right, the, 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 the right, the, the, the mimer, but not the zika. However, Ula disagrees. Ula, right? So Ula disagrees, and he says that even the zika could be undone with the miyun. My taima, why? And that's the lambdas. and that's how Rashi explains. Wow, what's the mechanism by which the miyun happens? It doesn't undo the yavam; it undoes, undoes the original baal. Well, guess what? If you don't have an original baal, you ain't got no yavam to replace him, even after his death. So that is how it works. And therefore, that's, that is why even after Nisuin, or even after Yibum, right, you can still do Miun, not just for the Maimer, but even for the Zika. So now Esri Rava Laula. Okay, is that true? So Rava now, who's a genius, obviously, has a fascinating question on Ula. Is it really true, says Rava, that the original marriage to the Baal gets undone? Watch this. Because we said, and when did we say it? Daf Beizam at First Mishnah in Yevamos, Full circle, Andrew. I'm telling you, Barry, you're going to miss Yevamos in two weeks. <laughs> what do we say? Any, any one of the 15 Arayas. Remember there was 15 Arias in the first Mishnah? Let's say you were able to refuse, you were able to do Mion, but you didn't do, you didn't refuse the Mion. Which means what? You're, you have a Zika Durbanum. What's the case, guys? Again, uh, forget forget about the puppets. Forget about the charts, as as Shluti Shabbos always says. But, but but the case remains as follows: a girl, right, had been taken in, right, had been married off by her mother, right, but in in a in a, a Durbanan, right, and she stayed in that marriage. There was a marriage durabanan. Okay, and then that marriage Durbanan ends tragically with the husband dying childless. Okay, okay. So now, turns out, who's the potential Yavam? One of her relatives, right? It would be weird for it to be her dad because the whole premise here is that it's a Durbanan sold off by her, married off by her mother or her brother, although it could be her dad in a unique case. But the point is that now the Yavam is her one of the 15 arayas. Oh. Ah. So now if the Yavam is one of the fifteen Arias. Does is she po- and there are other co-wives? Oh, so as we learned in the very first mission on Yavamus, that a our Erva is poteres es sarasa. Right, the other the other women no, don't have a chiv of either because they have a co-wife who is an Erva that patters everyone. Yeah, but this co-wife who's an Erva happened to have not had a full kiddushin. They only, uh, they didn't have a full adult Kiddushan, they only had a Durabanan Kidushin. Does that Darabonin kiddushin poter up all of the co-wives? The answer, said the Mishnah, right in the very beginning of Yavamas, is yes and no. In other words, it doesn't poter up the co-wives enough to say that everyone goes free, but nor does it mean that, nor does it um, avoid the obligation to do a chalitza. And as we do with every one of these hybrid cases that we broke our heads over for weeks and weeks, just do a chalitza to this young girl, okay? And then all of the co-wives are going to be free at that point because right, you've sort of accepted the zikon to this erva and you dissolved it with a chalitza. So you cover all your bases, everybody go home. Says Rava, genius. If you're doing, if what you're doing is uprooting the original marriage to the Baal in the first place. So guess what? Let her do miyun. She's still a katana. Why are we doing chalitza? Let her do miyun and then it's as if she was never married to him and then you don't have any shailas because then she has no shaykhas to the tsaras. The rest of the tsaras are not related to the yavam and let one of the Tsaras do a full-fledged yibum or tzaras, or chalitza. Or, or, uh, Genius. So let's read it inside. hashta, right, says Rava. You're going to undo the original Nisuin, and now one of the co-wives could do full-fledged Yivim. That's a better answer. Says the Gemara, no. Tsaras Erva shiny. That Tsaras Erva, right, is is different. Even though it's usually true that a katana can refuse and uproot the original marriage, when you have, right, Tsaras Erva, it's still enough of a Taste of erva there because of the relationship, that's not gonna work. Why? Right? That if you do mean a baal, then of course she's uh, she's permitted to marry his father. Right? In other words, if she did a regular mean, in other words, she never felt a yibum. If she does a regular meyun, then ain't a chinami. It's as if the marriage never happened. She could marry one of his relatives because it's as if nothing happened. However, aviv. How do you like that? The yibum, even though me. Mi- Right? As far as her relationship to her husband is concerned, yes, the mechanism is still a total uprooting. However, when it has to do with Yibum, enough of a Reach of azika exists. There's enough of a relation that the Yibum accomplishes that she can no longer marry any of his relatives. It seems, therefore, that it looks like she's a genuine like, let's say, daughter-in-law, a genuine relationship, and therefore hachanami. Same two here, too. There would be enough of a zika that it would still uh, warrant doing halitza on this Durbanan marriage. Wow. Even though the mechanism is an uprooting, the yibum adds an element of zika that cannot easily be undone. Okay? Amazing. Bishas nefilah nearest katsar bizo Because that's how it looks like when it's bishas nefila. Fine. Now, Ula now says that she's released from the Zika entirely, right? So now the Gemara wants to know, what about if there were additional surviving brothers? So, Amar Rav, Mi Na Okay, so this is just like as a side point, right? What's going on here? So again, if she refused one brother, can she go on to the next brother? So he said, no, she can't. Because it's like a, a Yavama who gets a get. So now this is already detailed halachas within what happens to Yavama, who does who does miun right again? How much? How far does this sort of reich of Yivam go? So can you go to the next brother? He says no. It's like as if you got to get, and the halacha, sure enough, is that a Yavama who gets a get can't go to the next brother. Balas the get lav. So says the Gemara. Balas the get lav came into Itzra lachad, Itzra lalakulu. Once she's also to one, she's also to all of to, to all of them. So ha'chanami lo That should be this, the same in this woman. Or, so it's a three way machlokas, you'll see. So Rav says she's also to any of the other brothers. Shemuel is going to say, she does mean that she's in fact permitted to a different brother, because there is a difference, because it's the brother that gave her the get, and therefore she should only be also to him. So, but when it comes to Miun, right, in other words, when the when the husband gives her when the yavam gives her a get which she's not supposed to right then he is the one who gives it to her and now the avama gets gets it right and then it was done to her but Mion is something that she does to him right she initiates the meun and therefore when she initiates the meun what does she say well we'll see the text is the amra lo that's the text she says to him i'm not interested in you well guess what that lushan implies, I'm not interested in you. But maybe she likes the brother. And that's what Shmuel says. Shmuel says, yeah, that's why the very text of the Mian, when she initiates it, she initiates it, and it's very specific to that guy. And therefore, the other brothers would still be in play. As the Gemara says, Yeah, you I do not like, but your brother, I like him a lot. And him, I would do Yibam with. Okay. And finally, Ravasi says, no, mien abizem uteras lo. The most permissive one, the mi'un, is nothing. She could do yibum. She could do rather mi'un, The minor, as a minor, she could refuse the brother. And it's gurnished mit gurnished, as we say. Yeah, you cannot refuse a yavum, Andrew. So you can't do mi'un on a yavum. And so the mi'un would not mean anything. And she could say, I don't want to. And we say, okay, calm down. Here's an ice cream cone. And calm down, and then she could go ahead and actually continue and do the Yibum, according to Ravasi. Fine. So, Lema Kerbosia, I'm sorry, Matt, these are different times. Um, Gamara says, Lema Kerbosia Sphere Should we say that this last opinion of Ravasi is like Ravosia? Because don't forget, what did Ravosia say? That, that you can't refuse a Zika, right? In other words, Ravosia made it when he said that once you get a Zika, then, you cannot refuse it at all. So the implication was that a miun of such a zika would be gurnished but gurnished, would be totally ineffective. Well, if that's the case, so then that would explain why Ravasi says that even after miun, she could still do the yivum. So it says the Gemara, no, that not necessarily. According to Ravasi, right, it would work with one yivum. Right? In other words, right, if she could approve uh, the zika according to one yavam. She she could in theory then be also to him, but with two Yavamim, right? The, the that immune is not affected. The a miun Zika. because even though miun can be affected with a right, uh, with one zika, the refusal right to a chatzizika, which is to say, when there's two Yavamim, to refuse one, that would be a for one of them, and that would be ineffective. Wow. Okay, so really splitting the atom here. Fine. So, what's the So, as we famously said, Ravin was one of those travelers from Eretz Yisrael to Bavel. Whenever one of these Talmidim right, and arrived in Babel, everybody wanted to know what did the Godel Ador Yochanan have to say? What did the big rabbi say in Israel? So he said, That was what he came with. If uh, Katana refused her brother, she's permitted to the other brothers. Right? So, he said one of the three sheetahs, and they disagree with that sheetah. Manlah, what do you mean they, they disagreed? They don't agree with Yochanan? Who doesn't disagree with Yochanan? Amr Rav. It was Rav. Rav has that authority. However, Rav Amar Raboshia. So we just had a three-way machlokas, and there's a three-way machlokas as to which one of the members of this three-way machlokas was the one that was disagreeing with Rabbi Yochanan. Okay. Fine. The next idea. The third of the five machloks in between Beit and our Mishnah is what? Whether miyun can be performed only in the presence of the husband, or whether you could even do it when he's not around. Tanya. But Pishon Hagamal, who is a lowlife, known Pishon the cab driver, who is is a lowlife. So they're bring him as an example. What did they do? Mion Ishta Shlobifanov. The rabbis let the woman do the miyun not in his presence. So Amalim Beit the Pishon Hagamal? Really? That's your example? Are you kidding me? He was a lowlife. That's what it means. He, had, he measured with an inverted measure. In other words, he was, a de, he was a degenerate. So because he was a degenerate, this is where you see that really this is you can do it even according to, right, Beishamayor said, but the evidence can be done to the whole the and that's what all the mafarshim say. How do I know that? Because that's what Raya Leibowitz, the great Tafjami Master, says that this is all a whether you need to do it fun of or not. And this is the evidence, because when you have a degenerate husband, the rabbis are going to handle him differently. They say, you know what, we don't need him to be around, just do the Meon now. And that's what they're saying. Pishon Nagama was a degenerate, and therefore, that's why the rabbis let her do shulah be But but the chachila ideally it should be The fichach mother did love right? Okay. So says the gemara. However, midak kaachil peyre pishon nisuihi. Well, it's obvious, however, that Pishon was not only doing it out of Erison, but going back to the first machlokas said, oh, Can you do me now after nisuin? Well, Pishon Nagama we saw him in Vegas. Sp- spending all of her money like a drunken sailor. So there must have been Nisuin. And still we allowed this Me'un to occur. That sounds like beis And Shalom Sounds like beis Says the Gemara, Yeah, Didn't Be'e say in the first machlokas that you can't do Me'un on Nisuin? Says the Gemara, Yeah, he was a degenerate and therefore we were making on both accounts. We let her, even after Nisuin, do it, even without a bez in there, in order to uh, allow her to get out of this horrible marriage with Pichon Hagamol. Nine lines down in the wide, it's not awesome. Hassum Okay, this is the fourth machlokas. Can you do it in front of a court? So it says a Bishlosha. Mantana. So he says the Miun has to be in front of three. Sounds like you need a court. Mantana, who taught that? of Well, that would be consistent with the opinion of Beit Shammai. Abay No. It's talking about mumchen of a be'inan, but you need three. Ketatanya be'chamay om b'fnei bezdin, they mean mumchen. Be'siloh om b'fnei bezdin v'shlo b'fnei bezdin. That you can do before a real bezdin or not a real bezdin, but albeit it still has to be three people. The elu modim sh'tar chlosha. However, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yude, Rabbi Blazar, Rabbi Machshir and B'shnaim. They even allow B'shnaim. Number of Yosef Arinuni, Number of Nachman. Halacha ka'osu zug. That halacha is in fact not even like be'chamay or be'siloh. Again, even Beisila would agree that they don't have to be mimcha, but they have to be three, but we hold that they only need two for the miun. So now we'll pick up. It says, Bechame temain. It's four lines up, or five lines up from the bottom Mishnah on Kavzayanam at Beis, and that's where we will resume. Bezat Hashem, manyana.